Hello and welcome to the NicheSiteTools.com podcast where we share experiences, tips, and tools to help everyone achieve a greater level of success with their online adventures. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 82 of the NicheSiteTools.com podcast. So glad to have you here. In today's episode, we're going to talk all about when to let a website go, when your efforts aren't best spent, continuing to work on a website that just isn't producing, could be a whole different number of reasons. We're going to talk a specific case from Brenda. She emailed me this week after I sent out an email to new subscribers, and she gave me a full breakdown of her history website that she's had for over five years and gave me a lot of details about that, and I'll present some of those to you here today. And we'll talk all about some of the different options you might have, whether it makes sense to continue on, let a website go, and we'll talk all about all those different things today. And also towards the end of the episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Constant Profits Club, which was that affiliate marketing training program from Andrew Hansen and Sarah Young. And that was the course that opened up earlier in the year to a limited number of folks, a hands-on course, 100% hand-holding and coaching along the way to teach you how to not only make money down the road with affiliate sites and niche websites, but also to be able to make money right away through creating content for others and to get your content skills going. So that course is going to reopen very soon. There's going to be a webinar this Thursday, September 29th at 5 p.m. Eastern time that I'll mention at the end of the show. So I just wanted to let you know that's going to be coming up. And also, before we get into the meat of today's episode, I wanted to also mention that the Thrive Leads email opt-in plugin that I mentioned in last week's episode, the results have been great and even better than I thought. When I went to check and see how many email subscribers I had over the last two weeks, it actually doubled from the previous two weeks, and I didn't realize that. I, I'll get emails when I get new subscribers, but it didn't seem that abnormally high to me in these past two weeks, but it actually did double. So that was actually a 100% increase in my email opt-ins on my main site, in the last two weeks, and that was exactly when I had enabled the Thrive Leads email opt-in plugin, and I hadn't changed any of my opt-in offers, so it's still the same. If you go to nichesitetools.com forward slash subscribe to get on my email list, you'll get my keyword brainstorming guide and my seven simple SEO tips, so all that's the same. The only thing that I changed was I went from multiple different plugins that were collecting email opt-ins, one at the top of my website, one below each each piece of content, and then the exit intent pop-up when somebody goes to leave the website, that comes up. I had all that previously in multiple different plugins, and like I mentioned in the last episode, switching over to just using the Thrive Leads email opt-in plugin, I increased the speed of my site 29%, but in general, my offers stayed the same. The location of the opt-in stayed the same. I just changed the wording a little bit, and of course, with Thrive Leads, I think everything looks a lot more professional, and everything just looks better. It functions better and it's just all in one plugin. So I do think it functions better having just one tool to do all that for you. And I do definitely think visually speaking, it looks better. So it's more professional looking. So that certainly can contribute. And they also went back a little bit and looked at the dates thinking that, oh, maybe it was because the Labor Day weekend fell in the last two weeks. So what I did was I went back several weeks, several two-week periods. I went back to July 15th and I looked and tried to see how many email subscribers I had over 
each two-week period so that I could get a look and try to get a feel on whether this is more than normal or was just uh, the fact that the Labor Day weekend in the past two-week segment was less, so maybe there's less people subscribing. So I looked in July 15th through the 29th, I had eight subscribers. July 29th through August 12th, I had 10. August 12th through the 26th, I had 12. August 26th through September 9th, I had eight. And then, like I said, in this last two-week period, I had 16. So if I look, the average was either nine or 10 over the last four two-week periods prior to this most recent one. So let's just say it's 10. I'll round up. So let's say my average was 10. And then, like I said, in these last two weeks, I had 16. So if we go along those lines, basically I had a 60% increase in these last two weeks versus my average. So of course, this is a small sample size. It's not hundreds of emails, so it's not as easy to extrapolate the results out. However, I think you can all agree that just by installing this one great email, email opt-in plugin Thrive Leads and replacing multiple other email opt-in plugins and getting a 60% increase in the first two weeks is some pretty great results. So I am ecstatic. It was better than I expected. And of course, I'm hoping to have that continue. But so far, those are some really great results. And I'm looking forward to tweaking things and hopefully increasing that even further from there since it's so easy to do. You can change A-B split tests and do things so easily, like I mentioned in last week's episode. If you're looking for an email opt-in plugin, definitely go back, check out episode number 81. You can head to nichesitetools.com forward slash 81. That'll take you right to that episode and learn all about that. But basically, if you're interested in it, it's a one-time fee email opt-in plugin, Thrive Leads. It's at nichesitetools.com forward slash Thrive Leads. And it is $67 for one website, $97 for an unlimited number of websites. And unlike most of their competitors, Optin, Monster, Mail Munch, Sumo Me, for example, they do not have monthly subscription plans as far as the Thrive Leads product goes. So it's a one-time fee, one and done. You don't have to continue to pay. So that is another added bonus. But I just wanted to briefly mention the great results that unexpectedly I didn't realize until I was counting the email subscribers from this past two weeks that it had gone up so much. So that's great. And thank you, Ruben and Joshua, for signing up. I appreciate you leaving your first name. And thank you again for the 14 other email subscribers that uh, did sign up in this past two-week period. I greatly appreciate that. Well, with that, let's go ahead and get right into the content for this week. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk all about when to let a website go. And as the Kenny Rogers song goes, You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, know when to run. What a great catchy tune. I know you're probably going to be singing that for the next 24 hours. Sorry about that. But it definitely holds true, especially in niche sites. There's going to be at some point in time where you're probably going to need to make a decision. Am I going to continue to work on this site that really isn't working? Something went wrong traffic started to die, the income I was receiving went away, or I just lost interest in it. There's so many different reasons that you might not want to continue working on a website. But basically, Brenda had emailed me back when I had reached out to new subscribers to see if there was anything as far as topics go that you wanted to hear about on the show. And she basically gave me a good background story on a website that she's had all the way back to 2002. And I'm going to provide a couple of details here, not real specific, but she's basically in New Zealand and she started a website back in 2002. And with no formal training, she created the website on her own with a program called Dreamweaver. And I remember that 
that way back when I got started online. Dreamweaver, uh, what was the other one? Microsoft Front Page, that was another big one. And they were basically tool, they were basically similar to WordPress, but instead of being online, they were like offline. So you had this particular piece of software, you could do all your edits on your computer, and then it would basically upload them to your website. And that was kind of how it worked in the early days of the internet. So she was great, she didn't know it, she learned it on her own, she got it going, and she got her website up there. And it was doing really well. She put some AdSense on there and she started to get some income. So that was a great job. Kudos to you. It takes a lot of effort to be able to pick up something like that from scratch, knowing nothing and having to kind of get your own tools and do it. It was way more manual back in the day. And even me, somebody that's more technical, I had a lot of problems trying to use front page back in the day. So for me, I can relate to that and I know the additional effort it took to get things working at that time. So that's really great. Got to give kudos to Brenda. Awesome job that you were able to do that so early on and that you were able to start making money with AdSense. So that's how she started out. And she said that she started to get page one rankings within six weeks. So that's really unheard of these days. But that was really awesome even back then to be able to start getting the traffic to get those rankings. And then she started to make on average about $150 per month through AdSense. So that was definitely validation that what she did was working. There was definitely a market for that. And she was starting to bring in an income. So of course, she wasn't going to be able to retire and it wasn't replacing her regular income. But hey, that was a great start. And I think if anybody out there just starting out within six weeks or probably a month or so after that, you start to make $150 per month on one site through AdSense, I, I would take that all day long. Just continue to do that. Maybe create another website on a different topic or just expand that one site out into more avenues. That's a great way to get started. And that's exactly what she did. So she figured out that AdSense was doing pretty well, but then she found a combination of Commission Junction and other affiliate marketing programs that were related to her topic. And then she started to earn between three and $500 per month, just switching to more lucrative affiliate programs that are just more than the single AdSense clicks. So it'll give you 10, 15, 20 cents here and there. She switched over to affiliate programs like Commission Junction and others that you can get 20 to $30 or even more promoting different affiliate products. So that was a great choice on her part, and that definitely worked out really well for her early on. So that's great to hear, all great stuff. And she said she did that for a number of years without having to touch any of her content or do much of anything at all. So that's 100% passive income at that point. Once you have the site, it's starting to generate income, it's getting traffic and rankings, and those rankings stay stable to bring that additional traffic in, and you just get that same amount of money month over month. That's what we're all looking for. So that's awesome. That's exactly what happened to her. And then unfortunately, come to around 2010, she said she decided to fix a problem that wasn't broke. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That definitely holds true unless there's an underlying reason for you to make a huge wholesale change to your site. Definitely wouldn't recommend doing that. I've said that many times before on the podcast. But in 2010, she did decide to switch from just basic regular HTML using Dreamweaver over to using WordPress. And she was going to up the ante on her affiliate offerings. But what happened was she got extremely busy and then she got ill. So the site was offline for a full 30 days, not just a few hours here and there, not just temporary things. So at that time, she said she lost 90% of her backlinks for the site that she 
she had built up over the previous eight years. So that's a long time for your website to be out there and to gather um, backlinks from other sites and then to have lost 90% of those backlinks in a one month's time. That's just devastating, I'm sure. So at that same time, Google would, of course, most likely have crawled that website multiple times during that month. And she saw all her page one rankings go from page one and multiple spots on there to well down the rankings and not even in the first 10 pages of Google results. So it basically dropped off the ranking scale completely. So that was probably devastating at the time, especially not only having to deal with an illness, have your website go offline, have that recurring revenue that you had for so long just stop all of a sudden. That's a tough thing to recover from right there, just alone in the way it was. She did go on to say that eventually she did get the WordPress site all set up, fixed some links here and there, fixed the content, and then she was able to get back to bouncing between pages two and three on Google, but she was never really able to recover fully from there and she's more in the $10 or so per month range without touching anything as it is now. So that's basically where things are at today. Brenda has a website that without doing anything else is bringing in about $10 per month. She said she has a couple hundred pages or posts worth of content and really the main reason that she asked this now was because her existing theme had become unstable and she was going to replace it and when she did so she realized that due to some of the way the different themes are set up in her new theme is set up, she has some duplicate content as a result of the way things are formatted on her new theme. So she would have to basically go in there and clean some of the content up on almost all of those pages or posts. And does she want to go spend the time to do that to get things in working order just to keep that $10 per month range going or possibly do a little bit more work to make the content a little bit more relevant to update things to attempt to resurrect this website and to get more income. And what I want to do now is address Brenda's specific situation, which I think will help a lot of you guys that might be in similar situations, and also just talk more broadly about some of the topics that most of you should consider when you're deciding if you want to continue with a website that just isn't working out. I know a lot of people probably have websites that they started, got things going, and they never materialized. So I'm going to talk about a couple of different things with as far as that goes too. But in Brenda's specific situation, I know that she's actually in the line of work that her website is about and for that particular reason I think it might be easier for her to resurrect things because she has probably passion for that particular field then it may be if somebody was just creating a website around a particular product they were interested in or maybe a niche site that they weren't really weren't passionate about, I think Brenda could resurrect this website. Towards the end of the email, she was saying that she has a couple of hundred posts and pages and at about five minutes or four minutes per post, is it worth it for her to get $10 per month? And for her, she was kind of deciding, I think, she didn't exactly say it, but I think she was, she said that's what her answer is. Most likely she doesn't think that it's in her best effort to continue and that's fine. If you don't think that you're going to be able to get more than $10 per month, certainly I 100% understand that. But in my thinking in the back of my head that she has a domain that's that old since 2002. So she has domain age working on her side. In addition to that, she has a ton of content out there. I don't know how long the content is or how good the content is. I haven't seen it myself. 
But just taking a step back and looking at it from a big outsider's perspective, all the information that I have in that email, which I've already mentioned to you here, I would think it's worth the effort to try to resurrect that site. If she can easily, within four to five minutes per piece of content, just set up maybe 20 pieces of content per week and just go through and do that, I think that could have a great result if that content is longer in length. Let's say it's a thousand words or somewhere around that. It's not just a couple of brief paragraphs per piece of content content. If it's more detailed content, something that somebody could definitely get some value out of, I think you could certainly go out there, modify things, get things formatted properly, and then go about possibly creating some more content or work on getting backlinks. I could see that website easily going from $10 back up to $100 per month. Maybe if that even doesn't appeal $100 per month and it's just going to take too much effort and it's something that you're not that interested in keeping up the website like that, I could certainly understand that as well. So there's a bunch of reasons why you might not want to do it. And of course, that's going to be personal to Brenda. But just looking from an outsider's perspective on a website that's been out there since 2002, it's had content in the hundreds of posts and pages out there and it's something that was able to make money at a point in the past I think that would be a great site if you're not interested anymore to try to sell it on a site like Flippa because sites like that People are constantly looking for project sites like that that have a ton of content that they can create backlinks to. Maybe they have private blog networks and all that sort of gray hat SEO stuff that's out there that they could easily build a set of backlinks to get the rankings and traffic back up. And that's pretty much all they would have to do. So I think in that particular case, if you're not interested in anymore, look at a site like Flippa or some of the other domain brokers out there where you could sell your website with your existing content. And I think you could get a couple hundred hundred bucks or maybe even a thousand who knows it depends on the traffic where your rankings are the types of things you're ranking for what the cost per click of that all that sort of stuff is relevant to somebody who wants to buy a website and they'd want to see that traffic over time and stuff like that so it all really depends on what the traffic is today but I certainly could see a case where you could sell that website and get some additional income and then call it a day if you just want to be done certainly that's one of the options but if you still have some passion for the the topic, I would say just put together a schedule of say, hey, I'm going to fix 20 pieces of content per week or whatever fits into your schedule and just do it over time. Do it maybe an hour per week, even if that's all you want to spend on it. I definitely think that Brenda could resurrect portions of this site and get things on the right path, the upward trajectory instead of the downward trajectory. So I definitely think from an outsider's perspective, again, not knowing if she's ever penalized by Google or if she has any thin content penalties, all that aside, I don't know any of those particular details, but just given the fact that there's a ton of content out there, she was able to make money on it in the past. She lost a lot of backlinks. I think there's other methods that she could go about using today that would really help her out. For instance, Marcus in the private Facebook mastermind group for the site over at nichesitetools.com forward slash mastermind, he always is recommending people check out H-A-R-O, which stands for Help a Reporter Out. And if you Google that, you'll find it. It's basically a service where reporters need snippets of information for articles, and you write a snippet for their article, and assuming that they like the article, they usually give you a backlink back to your website and he's gotten backlinks from places like cosmopolitan.com huffingtonpost.com and those are great backlinks that can bring you a lot of traffic to your website and he said that right now 
he's getting about a thousand visitors per day to his website. So that's about 30,000 visitors per month. And that's awesome. I know when he started his website from scratch having zero and it's been within the last year or two that it's really started to take shape. So he's really done a great job of publishing articles and doing things to build backlinks and bring in traffic for his site and it's really working well for him. So there's a lot of opportunities to get white hat backlinks. You would of course have to put forth some effort to help those reporters out, get them some of the information they need. But I think that could really go a long way to resurrecting the content and the rankings on our site. And another thing that I know about her site is it's in the health and wellness field and her particular topic that she's been writing about and that she works, the field that she works in is really popular even now. And she got started in 2002. So she has a lot of experience on the topic. She could create a really good authority site around the topic, assuming, of course, she wasn't burnt out from constantly doing that in the office and then having to do this on a website as well. So I know people that work normal day jobs like myself in IT, sometimes that you may be passionate about that and like to do that, but it's not something you're necessarily going to want to come home and then do websites around. So that's all you focus on. But in her particular case, if that's something that she is passionate about, she does enjoy working on it and she would enjoy helping others through creating a better and bigger online presence, I think that would be well suited and I think that would work really well. So again, not seeing the particular content that she has on her website, assuming that it's decent length, it's helpful to folks because at one point she was making decent money on it. Assuming that it's good content and stuff that she could turn around to make evergreen today and work on getting some backlinks and something that she's still interested in, I think it could really work out well. So Brenda, that is my final answer for you. Hopefully that helps. And again, it certainly depends on your specific situation. If you don't want to take that five minutes or so to remove that duplicate content that you have out there and to resurrect things, to work on getting more backlinks and creating more content, I fully understand you may just get to a point where this site isn't where you want to spend your time possibly your time is way better spent working on your day job so that you can bring in more revenue that way and perhaps getting a hundred dollars per month or two hundred dollars per month just isn't going to move the needle enough for you certainly can understand that as well and in that case you might want to look into selling the site so you might want to go to a flippa see if you can get some money for that or there's sites like empire flippers but those are usually for more established web Websites with track records of income in the recent past, but I would definitely consider selling the website with all the content out there. If you didn't want to sell it with all the content intact, if you wanted to keep that and use it again for yourself sometime in the future, you could also just sell the domain. Being that that domain is so old, you could probably get about a hundred bucks just for the domain itself. I would imagine if it's got some good keywords in it and something that someone else might want. So there's a couple of different things to consider, but certainly. Whatever decision you make, it makes sense to you. If you don't want to spend the time on the site anymore, you just want to let it go. You just want to be done with it. I certainly understand that as well. But hopefully that gives you guys a couple of things to consider. If you have a site like that, that had an established past. But in addition, I'd also like to talk about those websites that maybe you've created. You put some content out there and they never really took hold. You're not getting the traffic and rankings. Or maybe you just created a website for a couple of months, started to do good. And you just completely lost interest. There's a number of different reasons why you might want
want to stop working on a website or you don't know if you're just going to let it expire. Maybe you could turn around and sell it. Maybe it's just, what do I do? I feel like I'm stuck. I feel like it's holding me back. There could be a number of different emotions or different things that you're experiencing that you just don't know what to do with. And if you followed along with me, I had a site, I think I called the episode something about epic fail or something to do with one of the websites that I have. And I've talked about different websites that I've let expire in the past. I'll just briefly mention some of the situations here. Back when a couple pieces of content on a product-related niche site would allow you to rank and get income, I had researched one particular product, which was called Rocket Spanish, and it teaches you to learn Spanish. And at the time, my wife and I were going to go on a trip to Mexico, and we had taken some Spanish in high school, but our Spanish was kind of rusty, and we wanted to kind of refresh. And I thought, maybe a lot of other people want to do the same thing. Maybe they're traveling abroad. Maybe they're just going to take a small trip, or maybe they're going going into Spanish language speaking areas or you're going to make a move or something along those lines. So I thought it would be something that somebody would be interested in. So I thought I could create a niche website around that. The traffic numbers look decent. There was like 3,600 local monthly searches for four or five different phrases that I was going to target. So everything looked good, and I created that website. I actually outsourced the content, so I had four or five pieces of content, maybe three to five pieces of content. I can't remember exactly. I think it was five pieces of content, $10 a piece at the time. So I think it was $50 I paid for five pieces of content. And I was just testing out the outsourcing of content. I had never done that before. And I wanted to see how it worked. And I thought the content was pretty decent. It didn't come up when I did a duplicate content search. So there was no duplicate content. It actually wasn't uh, too bad as far as English goes. So I didn't have to do a lot of edits to make things sound right. The person was a native speaking English person. So everything was good there. And it wasn't real long. So I think it was just under 800 words at the time, which was fine for ranking. Things were ranking with that amount of words at the time. So all in all, I was happy with the content purchase, put it out there and just basically let it sit. So I had five pieces of main pillar content, like Rocket Spanish Review was one of the posts, How to Learn Spanish, and the website was learnspanishsimply.org. So it had a lot of the keywords in there. Everything seemed to be going for the website, but for whatever reason, I never got more than like 25 unique visitors per month. So despite the fact that the traffic was supposedly there as far as the Google stats goes, I was never able to get enough noticeable traffic to result in any affiliate sales. So that was despite the fact that I was working for probably 30 to 60 days on building backlinks. I was going to high-ranking blog posts on travel to Mexico and Spanish learning questions and things like that, different web pages. Most of them were travel-related web pages that had to do with going to Spanish-speaking countries. So despite the fact that I was getting backlinks from the comments and through forums and other things like that, that website never took off. So for me, it was relatively easy. When we got back from our trip, to Mexico. I personally lost interest in the topic as well. So for me, it was a no-brainer. I just really never put forth any additional effort since it was a brand new site with just a couple of posts on there. I wasn't going to go forth with the effort to go ahead and try to sell that website. So for me, I just let that website expire. Two other examples that I have were I was working with a friend on creating websites regarding different TV shows. One of them was a show called Alcatraz series and the other 
other was uh, American Horror Story. And we were really interested in those shows at the time. It was somebody I went to college with, and I had found out that he was interested in the online thing. He was interested in podcasts, and we were in some of the same circles. We saw each other comment on different posts on some of the different websites that we went to. So I connected with him. And we said, hey, let's try and experiment. Some of these shows are popular right now. Let's see if we can just get some traffic just from the fact that there aren't a lot of websites out there when those shows first came out. Let's see what kind of traffic we can get. Maybe we can figure out a way to monetize the sites. And that's kind of what we did. So we created a site about Alcatraz series and a site about American Horror Story. And basically what we did was we just post on a weekly basis some information from last week's episode. We created a forum where people could join up and talk about different things. We'd throw some interesting topics from the episodes out there and try to get a conversation going. And in that first month or two after getting a decent amount of content out there, maybe four or five posts and getting that forum going with a couple of posts out there, we did get about a thousand visitors in the first month or two after getting that stuff out there. So it was pretty impressive that without doing any backlinking and just having a lot of the keywords and having a website about those shows that were starting to get more and more popular, it was picking up traffic automatically from Google. So that was good to see that our experiment was working But the problem was we were having a hard time trying to monetize the site and we weren't as interested in it as we thought we might be. So we put AdSense on the site and we went to the website ourselves a bunch of times and a lot of the ads weren't really something that was related to the show necessarily, but they might be offers for different TV services. So it might have been a service to sign up for for cable TV or something. And in most cases, if somebody's watching the show and they went to the website, they're already going to have some sort of TV service or ability to get the show somehow. So they probably weren't really relevant ads and we never made enough money to even pay for the hosting or all the efforts, definitely all the efforts we put into it, but we really weren't even able to pay for the hosting for that. So after a year or so time, we just let those websites sit there. I thought maybe over time it'll pick up more traffic, but if you're not keeping a site like that up to date and you're not putting relevant information out there, it's going to go stale really quick. So despite the fact that we would still comment in the forums, we probably got maybe three to five different comments in the forums on a weekly basis. So it definitely didn't pick up a ton of traffic, but we were having a hard time keeping up with all the comment spam that was coming through on the forums. And it was just becoming too much of a hassle to keep up, especially when we weren't as passionate about the show and the websites ourselves. So the experiment worked. We were able to rank pretty easily for some topics that had some buzz and there weren't a lot of websites out there at the time, but it definitely didn't work from a monetization standpoint. So we let those two websites expire. Those were pretty cut and dry examples of we wanted to try something. It didn't work. Clearly it wasn't going to work and we didn't feel like putting forth the effort as far as passion goes. So for me, that's something big. If I'm going to spend the time and effort on the site, since I don't outsource a lot of my content and I don't have a team of people creating content for me like some of these big affiliate marketers do, I have to have a passion and an interest if I'm going to keep up with it. So to keep things on a musical theme today, if you've lost that loving feeling for your website 
and there's really no getting it back, then certainly that's probably going to be a prime reason many people are going to give up on their niche sites. And usually that would show in your content as well. If you're not as passionate about something, either the amount of content that you're putting out or the quality, that's going to fade over time as well. So in the situations where you're not getting the traffic, you're not getting rewarded for the stuff you're putting out there, and the stuff that you're putting out there isn't really of the quality that somebody's really going to want to come to your site, going to want to bookmark it, going to want to share it with other people, then of course that's going to make the decision probably that much easier. But if you're having a ton of traffic, you're doing a decent amount of residual income every month without putting forth a lot of effort, in that case you could most likely flip your website to somebody else on a site like Flippa or some of the other domain mean brokers out there get a decent amount of money and then maybe move on to another topic that does interest you more. Of course, our interests over time change and your interest fluctuates depending on what else you have going on in your life. So of course, that's going to constantly be changing. And there's nothing bad about switching focus or switching topics or losing interest in something. That's just a normal part of life. But if you have some bigger goals and financial freedom or the freedom to work from wherever Those are all goals that are constantly in the back of your mind that you're driving towards. The key is being able to adapt and then to switch focus to something you are more interested in, something where your efforts are better utilized. So wherever your efforts are going to give you the most benefit towards achieving your goals, that's where you're going to want to focus. Keep that passion going. Move on to another topic if you've lost interest in one topic. But try to learn something from every situation that you run into, from all the different situations where I've abandoned sites or stopped working working on sites, I've definitely taken down some lessons learned, and I'll try not to repeat those again. So as long as you're learning along the way, pivoting when you run into issues and seeking out help from others that can help you get beyond particular issues that you're having and continuing to make forward progress. And of course, a phrase that I love to repeat over and over again, it's always about progress, not perfection. Don't think that everything has to be perfect. Edit things as you go. Get some content out there. Put yourself out there and experiment. Try different things. Eventually, something's going to take shape. When you're putting out the content, just picture yourself planting that seed and then constantly watering it over time. And then hopefully that one piece of content is going to help you get towards your goals, whether they're personal freedom, monetary freedom, whatever your goals might be. Just think that every time you're creating a piece of content, it's helping you work towards those goals. It's planting that seed. There's a lot of stuff that's going to happen under the surface as far as that root system building to give it a solid foundation. And then eventually it's going to peek up to the surface one day. And then that's going to help you get closer and closer to whatever your particular goals might be. So keep that in mind. Never give up. There's always other options that you could do. Even if a market is completely saturated, there's always something you could do to present your particular spin on a topic, to present your point of view, and you have unique skills and unique experiences that can help somebody else. So just be thinking in terms of how you can help other people, what your passion might be, and then just be ready to adapt and pivot depending on what comes your way. So hopefully that was helpful to Brenda and all you guys out there that might be considering giving up on a particular website or switching focus to another area. All sorts of different things you could do. Just continue to make progress, continue to work towards your goals, and eventually good things will happen. And that'll wrap it up for our main segment today. But like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I did want to talk about the Constant Profits Club. And that's a kind of a good segue, actually, now that I think about it, for what we just talked about. 
If you have created websites in the past and you have not achieved the success you were hoping for, or you've just had a really hard time figuring out what to do, how to get started, how to bring in some income right away so that you can spend money on different things as far as hosting or tools or whatever you need to continue, that Constant Profits Club might be a good option for you. And right off the bat, I'm going to tell you it's 100% not for everybody. Many training programs are kind of at your own pace type things, so you can pick up, watch a couple of videos, do some watch a couple other videos, continue on, and you can do it at your own pace and take months or however long you need to to get where you need to be. But this is completely different. This is a hand-holding course, a coaching course. You're going to have weekly assignments. So for the first 60 days, you need to make sure you have enough time to dedicate to be successful in this course. And of course, you're going to want to do that because you're spending the money to learn and to be successful. And they do have some good success rates from their first round of people in the course. Like I mentioned, 54% of the people were able to make money from the course, which is much higher than the average when somebody goes through a course like this of around 20%. So they got some really good results. And of course, there's some star students, which are probably outside the realm of most people. But some people were able to get $10,165 per month from a niche website in just 12 months time from getting in on this program and following the steps that they have, going through the coaching, keeping up with the work, and doing everything that's mentioned in the course. So if you think about that, $10,000 per month just working on one year's time. So that's over $120,000 in one year. And of course, that person is an outlier. That's not going to happen to the majority of people. And he's probably the star student in the class. But just think, if you can get even 10% of that, if you could start building websites that bring in $1,000 per month on a recurring basis, hopefully with little effort on your part other than some routine maintenance, that's pretty appealing. And if you've tried websites, you've spent probably a year or more of your time already on that, and you've gotten absolutely nowhere, you know how frustrating that can be. So I really think this course is for two different sets of people. This would be for someone like that that has been doing this for a long time that really hasn't gotten where they need to be. Something is missing, something along the way wasn't picked up or just some the topic you're working on just isn't the right topic it's too competitive whatever reason things aren't working if you're somebody that wants to continue on and is determined to be successful this is a great course for you this would definitely fill in any gaps you need to fill in and as long as you have the drive and desire to actually put in the effort I think this course would be really good for somebody like that in addition it's also for somebody I think that would want to jumpstart the process and not waste that year or two's worth of time that most of us go through to experiment if you want to make the best use of your time, get that hand-holding rate from the start, and if you run into any issues, you'll have every resource that you need there at your disposal to refer back to. You can speak to Andrew and Sarah directly on their weekly calls and you'll have full access to them during this process. And not only that, but also successful students that have gone through the course before you'll have that mentoring, you'll have that mastermind type situation, you'll have that accountability. And as long as you're willing to put in the effort, 
this is a great course for either, like I said, somebody that's gone through this, spent a lot of time and hasn't had any success whatsoever, or you're somebody that wants to jumpstart this whole process and have success right from the start, bring in income immediately. That's the type of person that this course would be for. So like I mentioned, there's a free webinar this Thursday, September 29th at 5 p.m. I'm not sure if they're going to have a replay last time they did, but there's no guarantee. So either way, it's good to sign up for it. So if they do have a replay and you're not able to make that live, you can still check it out. You can head over to nichesitetools.com forward slash constant profits or nichesitetools.com forward slash constant profits club. That's the full name of it. So you can check it out there, sign up, for, put your email in. I already did that. There's always some great information that Andrew puts out in any of his webinars. So I just like to stay current and see what kind of information is working right now, what kind of tips and tricks are working currently to rank, get your content out there. That webinar will be well worth your time because you'll not only get those tips, but you'll also hear success stories from folks in the class that'll give you some motivation to help you succeed in your own online adventures. So I think it's really going to be worth your while. Again, it's nichesitetools.com forward slash constant profits. That's the shortest one. I'll just leave you with that. And that'll wrap it up for today's episode. I hope you guys got a lot of useful information out of it, and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Bye-bye now. 